sentence and the end result. Gosh, oh no, compound. Um, oh, I, it completely left my brain. The product, 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 product. No, I don't deserve a jingle for that. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm a science teacher. I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode will tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to lesson 48. We are in our holiday unit. Cheryl. Yes. It's still Christmas. It's still Christmas. I love this season so much. It's <laughs> fantastic. I know you do. I know you yeah. do. Yeah. We love the lights, mm -hmm. the music, mm -hmm. the movies, the spirit. <laughs> okay, the that could be taken a lot of ways. <laughs> um, baking. Baking's a big one. Do you mm. have a favorite Christmas baked good? I do actually, uh, but it's not one that most people would have. It's a family tradition, actually. Part of my family heritage is Swedish, and there's a recipe that has been passed down from generation to generation for at least what we call Swedish coffee bread. And okay. we make it every we. I don't do a whole, well, I crush the cardamom and I help do the things, but I don't do the part where you need it and it gets like all sticky all over your fingers because I don't like that. But we, <laughs> we do, we like make bread from scratch and it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> Cardamom and bread sounds amazing. I might need to see that recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing that's interesting to me is I grew up with Swedish coffee bread. We had it around Christmas time all the time. And that was my introduction to cardamom. It's weird to me to have cardamom in savory things. Because to me, cardamom oh. goes with Swedish coffee bread, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, I like cardamom in a latte a whole lot. Mm. It's quite delightful in a hot drink. I'll tell mm. you that. Yeah. That's so fun. It. I believe it. Do you have a favorite oh, fun. baked good for Christmas? Oh, gosh. I like all of them <laughs> a whole lot. Um, my mom makes snowballs. They have like mm. walnuts in them. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a shortbready consistency and mm -hmm. then rolled in powdered sugar. Those are very good. My sister makes, um, you're not going to like these, but. Do they have cherry in them? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cherry almond cookies. But cherry and almond is a classic combo. Is it really? Yeah. Cherry and almond. They're it's so mm. delightful together. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'll just have to believe you on that one. And they're so good. And then she puts a Hershey kiss in the middle of them. Oh, nice. Really mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I like all of them. Yeah. I have, I have a little cupcake right now. It's not particularly Christmassy, but I thought it'd be fun to share. Oh, you know, you're going to share it have... with me. I could have a bite. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Uh, Amazing. I can't How quite reach. It? Uh, I didn't really taste it very well. Oh. Okay. Too digital for you? <laughs> a little too digital for me. For those of you who are yeah. listening, you may or may not know, we do not record in the same location. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and this is we actually- We sure don't. And this is not a COVID thing. We have always recorded, almost always recorded remotely as long as we've podcasted. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just works well. And now 
on well always on this podcast we also video record it and put it yeah. on youtube yeah so right now you can see our christmas decor and attire mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. jump over to youtube so that's um pretty delightful too yeah so. <laughs> it is it is tell us about your santa hat of the week because i i <laughs> heard tell that you have several <laughs> i may have a few this one is sort of white and red striped kind of a cat in a hat inspired santa hat so nice yeah. very fun yeah but we were talking about nice. baked goods why are we talking about baked yes. goods cheryl well um so i love to cook a lot and i also love actually i like to bake a lot too um what i like about cooking more than baking is that <laughs> they say that cooking is an art and baking is a science mm -hmm. so guess which one i like better <laughs> baking hands down <laughs> also i like things that are baked better than things that are mm. cooked yeah that's fair mm -hmm. and i know that there are certainly like scientific things happening in cooking as well such as like yep. cooking raw meat or you know like there are sure. things like that yep. um but i know that there's more of a scientific reaction and process that happens when you're mixing together flour eggs butter baking soda baking powder like salt all those things like there's something that happens to those ingredients um it's delicious um <laughs> but it is it matters the amount of yeast you put in or the amount of mm. baking soda you put in and you're supposed to measure not just sprinkle it into taste like i like to do with my cooking right but actually it matters like this is the amount to achieve mm. this texture and this um fluffiness or whatever whatever it is the type of cookie you're making yeah. um you're achieving different things with different quantities mm -hmm. um what i think yeah. you're asking then is why do i have to follow the recipe yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's really why annoying. can't I just make it up as I go along? Why do I have to follow the recipe? Why is it mm -hmm. so important? Why does it make a big difference? Is that yeah. accurate? Yes, it's really annoying, and we need to get to the <laughs> bottom of it. Whereas, of course, for someone like me, I was like, "Yes, thank you. Just give me the instructions and let me just do the thing. Don't I don't <laughs> want to figure it out on my own. No, no. Tell me the right <laughs> way, and I will do it the right way." <laughs> Why are we friends, Cheryl? Difference. I don't understand. It's <laughs> a key difference between you and I. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with our pre-assessment to figure out what you already know. Uh, okay. And you sort of hinted at some of this already, but why do you think the amounts work? And you can either talk in general or you could talk about a specific ingredient if you think there's a specific thing and you know why it matters, the amount of that thing. Hmm. Uh, I know like some ingredients, well, there's things like some ingredients add to it being more moist okay. or more fluffy okay. or things like that. Uh, but then I also know that like specifically baking powder and baking soda, and I mm -hmm. forget there's some difference between the two of them that they do different things, but um, I think it, it makes it get bigger because I know like there are recipes that don't call for either of those. And then you don't have to like spread out the cookies so much or things like that because it's mm. not going to grow in size. Okay. So I'm thinking it might even like leave little pockets of air or some something, mm. something okay. like that. Um, 
but then what else is happening? I mean, eggs are getting cooked, so we like that. <laughs> okay. Um, flour becomes safe to eat as well when you cook it, so that's a good thing as well. Um, so these things just become safe to eat, but I think it's more like something's happening, or like with pie dough, you the like the butter like leaves little pockets, or like that's what the flickiness happens is because mm -hmm. of the way you cut the butter in. So there's okay. like very specific sciencey things happening. All right. Um, and why do you think the amounts of these things matter? Because if you like, if you put in too much flour, it would be so dry because um, I was just going to say because there's too much of it, which is not a great way to explain that, but <laughs> like then, um, it's just, it's not the right balance for something like that. There's not enough moisture. It's too much of the dry ingredient. Um, but if you put in too much eggs, it's just going to become like flan pretty much. It's like, if it's going to become a different dessert for some of these things, if you put too much or too little in, um, but, um, I think like if you put in something that's helping it rise in any capacity, then it might rise too much and then just fall apart. Okay. Good thoughts. Anything else that you can think of related to why we need to follow the recipe, why the amounts of our ingredients matter? Um, I mean, otherwise you might try to make a sugar cookie and end up with shortbread. So, you know, sometimes that I happens. I, That's probably I, how they came up with a million different dessert <laughs> recipes. Sure. And so you're saying if you have the wrong amounts, you'd end up with a totally different type of cookie. I think, yeah. I mean, that's probably how they all developed. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like we're going to need some cookies here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we will. In order to kind of talk about all these things, there's a ton of cool information, Cheryl. And here's here's what I think we may need to do. Because there's so much information about, because you talked about baking powder and baking soda, and we talked about eggs and about flour, and I don't think you mentioned it, but sugar is a big one. I think we may need to do a whole unit just on baking and how each of these things affects food when we bake. That sounds fantastic. I would love to. I thought you might like that. <laughs> but for now, we're going to deal with sort of the overall big picture question of why do I have to follow the recipe in the first place? Yeah. And the answer is it relates to amounts, which you sort of kind of talked about, right? You said like with the flour, if you have too much flour, then it's too, too dry and you have to balance it out. And that is more or less the right idea. In chemistry, we've got a specific term for this. And I want to give you a couple of analogies to help you figure it out. But it's called, sometimes you have this thing called a limiting reactant. Have you heard that I've before? I've heard that term. Yes. Okay. So in a chemical reaction, the reactants are the things that you start with. And the products are the things that you get out at the end that you end with, that you produce. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Okay. 
analogous, and this is a, an analogy that gets used a lot in chemistry classes, is that you can think of a recipe. And the reactants are all of your ingredients, and the products are the things you have at the end that you made. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, there are certain ones where you have to have them in just the right proportion to get the mixture to work in a way that makes sense and is practical. Here's an example. I'm going to give you two different examples. Example number one, most regular cars have how many tires? Four. Four. Okay. So let's say that you were making a car and you have all these different parts that you're putting together to make the car and you have a certain number of tires that you're putting on the car. If you have a multiple of four, you're good. You can finish your car. But if you end, let's say you've been making them, making them, making them, you get to the end of your amount of tires and you have six tires, how many cars can you finish? One. But you have six tires. But I don't have enough to make an entire additional car. Exactly. Even if you had all the rest of the ingredients, you those two tires can't really do their thing unless they can match up with another two tires. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. So that's the thing that's limiting you or preventing you from getting the rest of what you need to make a whole nother car. Okay. Another way to think about it is thinking about Lego. I assume that you've built Lego before. Oh yeah, a couple of days ago. <laughs> there you go. And most of the time, when you get to the end, you've got a few little tiny pieces left over, don't you? Yes, on my friend's Lego set, one of my extra pieces was an additional slice of Joey's pizza. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but can you build a whole nother friend's set because you still have one extra slice of Joey's pizza? No, unfortunately, I cannot. No, you cannot, <laughs> right? Because you, you're you can't do enough because you're missing all the other pieces. It's you're limited in the amount that you can make because you have to have them in the right proportion to put it all together to make your product. Does yeah. that sort of make sense? Yeah. That's the same thing that's going on most of the time with baking. Now it's more complex and there's ins and outs and all of those things, but often you don't, if you don't have, enough of one thing or you have too much of it, let's say you had too much butter, right? You add twice as much butter as normal. Well, that's great, but all that extra butter can't go to do the things that butter normally does in your cookie. It just ends up melting and like going everywhere because it doesn't actually react with anything else. It can't do what it's supposed mm. to do because there's way too much of it. Yeah, I've had right? that happen. Yep, mm -hmm. There you go. And you can do, you can find something similar for most of the ingredients. If you have too much of them or not enough, then they can't do and make their part of the cookie process all the way in comparison with all of the other amounts. And that's why you can say double a recipe, mm -hmm. right? Because you're keeping all of the amounts the same. You're just having twice as many of them or you can triple arrest or whatever, right? Because then you're still keeping the amounts compared to each other exactly the same. So it's going to produce the same 
result in the end. And it's not wasted or left over that just kind of sits there and does either doesn't do anything or if you have too much of something, sometimes they'll burn because they don't, you know, they don't change the way they're supposed to. And so then they're just left there and they burn or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the basic answer to your question. Uh, there's more details, of course, <laughs> if we were to get into each individual ingredient. But I don't know about you. I'm ready for some cookies. Oh, 100%. So where are they? I mean, I'm going to have to go figure out if I have all the ingredients I make need to make an entire cookie. <laughs> to make one entire cookie. Yeah, hopefully more than one. <laughs> hopefully more than one. Okay. But until you go... Oh, rude. Rude. This cupcake is delicious. I'm sure it is. Thanks for sharing with me, Cheryl. Just for that, it's time for your quiz. Oh, man. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you got to bring enough to share with the whole class. Mm -hmm. That is what they say, yes. <laughs> they say. Okay, first quiz question. What do you call the ingredients in a chemical reaction? Reactants. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Question number two. What do we call the uh, end baked goods in a chemical reaction? Oh, no. The... Oh, oh no, I'm blanking on it. It's not the reaction. It's the reactants and the... End result. Gosh, oh no. Compound. Um, oh, I, it completely left my brain. The product, 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 product. No, I don't deserve a jingle for that. Okay, what do I give you instead? A half a jingle? How do, how do you do a half jingle? I don't know. A light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. All righty. Let's see if you can redeem yourself here. Okay. Oh, gosh. What does it mean to have a limiting reactant? It means that you don't have enough of all of the reactants to do what they need to do to create the product. And so if you don't have all of them, or if there's some left over, then you can't successfully make more of the product. And it will just, it won't do its job. It will just like melt or burn or do something stupid. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. Usually the, and I don't know that we necessarily talked about this. Usually the limiting reactant is the thing that you have that d can't react enough. So like with the example with like the tires, like that was the thing mm -hmm. that we ran out of. We didn't have enough of. So Got usually it. it's like a thing, but it could be multiple or things. Every Lego piece except for that piece of pizza. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Got it. This last one's going to be potentially a little bit more challenging. Oh, no. You may have uh -huh. to take a little bit more time, but you have to be creative to do it. Oh, well, I like creativity. This I is good. I know you do. I know you do. Okay. Create your own analogy 
for a limiting reactant. But you already used all the good ones. <laughs> I used two out of the entire universe. Well, there's baking and Lego. I mean, those are both really good things. Um, okay, my own analogy. A house. Okay. Is that too close to Lego or is that acceptable? Uh, well, I haven't heard the rest of it yet, so I don't know. Well, you're going to need some cement for the foundation. Okay. And probably some windows and walls and okay. floors and roof. Mm -hmm. And so if you didn't have a roof, but you had everything else, then the roof would be the limiting reactant. And it would not keep the rain out. <laughs> so then the house wouldn't really work as a house. Not if the point of the house is to keep you dry and warm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that works. That totally works. Yay! <laughs> okay. Well, I think, Cheryl, you owe me a cupcake or cookies or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. So uh, why don't you pack up and get ready for my closing remarks so you can go make those for me. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at isleptthroughscience at gmail.com or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.